You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. A backstage look at the creative process from the imaginations that bring it to life. Hello, Hello theater, theater family. family. I'm Travis. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to another episode of I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, the podcast for the creative visionary. All right, everybody. Sorry, we had to take a week off. Things got <laughs> busy. I was sick. <laughs> and we figured out our new program that we're using. So now you can probably hear me. Yay. <laughs> Everything is better. <laughs> Everything is awesome. We're doing so great. So <laughs> for this episode, we are dubbing this our 2019 Halloween Spooktacular. Do we do a 2018 spooktacular? Did oh, yeah, we, we watched Rocky Horror. We watched Rocky Horror. <laughs> oh, don't you remember? <laughs> don't you remember the shit show that was the Rocky Horror Picture I, Show? I do, because I... Hannah remember. Montana, I got some hate mail. You got some hate mail. <laughs> People were not okay with that. Well, I might get some hate mail on our High School Musical episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> Your time is coming. Time it's is coming, coming up fast. But this year, and I'm hoping we don't get any hate mail for this because we are going to be giving you a stylish review of the 1993, what I would call a cult classic. Oh, 100%. Hocus. Pocus. Okay, I'm going to put a foot down right now before anybody says, this isn't a musical. There are musical numbers in this. Yeah, you shut your face. <laughs> shut your face. Nobody wants ben to hear Midler your opinion. Midler is in this. <laughs> shut your face. It's Nobody a cares about you. <laughs> you shut up. It's Halloween. There's not a lot of Halloween-based musicals. We search it for content, okay? Yes, and, and this is how I get the Nightmare Before Christmas for dinner. And Bette Midler deserves a shout-out on this podcast because she's yes. a living legend. It's Bette Midler, if you want to come on our podcast. Yeah, if you're listening to this for whatever reason... We'll make it work. Bring it on down to Spookyville. Yes. Okay. So, so hit us with the synopsis, Miss Rachel. I'm going to give you a brief. If you don't know what this movie is about, it's one of those things. If you don't know what it's about, what 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 are you doing with with your life? Same. Um, but uh, 300 years ago, the Sanderson sisters had practiced witchcraft and had been punished. Now it's Halloween 1993, and Max Dennison has lit the candle that has that is said to bring the witches back to life. Now, Max and his girlfriend, Allison, I mean, she's not really his girlfriend. I mean, at the <laughs> end. At but the yeah, end. Yeah. Uh, and his kid sister, Danny, must save all the kids and save them from the, the witch sisters, including leader, Winifred, Goofy Sarah, and High Strung Mary, who will steal the lives of children. Come, little children. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright infringement is a real thing. You need to stop singing. <laughs> I didn't see the actual words. The tune was there. It's fine. I don't want to get there. sued. We're not going to get sued. This is a Disney property. <laughs> property. I don't want to get sued. Walt's coming in hot. I don't need to get sued. He's coming in hot. Okay. No. Let's break this down. An overview of this. Kate, fun fact, this is Travis's favorite movie. Favorite movie of all time? Of all time. Of any genre, of anything. This, I live for this movie. Live for it. I didn't know this was your favorite movie. And it's appropriate at all times of the year. It may be a Halloween movie, but it came out in July in 1993. Did it really? Yeah, it was not released in October. Oh. Fun fact. Fun fact. You can you can Google that. That's a real thing. <laughs> That's a Googleable fact. And we should also note that this podcast is coming out on the heels of some very, very big news. 
Hocus Pocus 2 is officially in the works at is Disney+. Is it really Plus. a thing? Yes, ma'am. And the original cast is returning. So Ooh. buckle up. <laughs> and if they use the story from the book that was released last year, it's going to be good. I need to read that book. Oh. I have so many books right now that I need I to know, read. I know. I'll say I'll let you take it home, but I'll never see it again. Because <laughs> there's so many books to it's, read. I have so many books to read. I literally have like a little tote full of the books that I that I need mm-hmm. to read on top of we went to Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and like I'll an add iron. it to your Christmas list. Please add it to my Don't Christmas you worry. List. I'll add that to a list of possibilities. <laughs> but brief overview. So we open in the 1800s. Yes. yes. It's 300 years. So it'd be 1693. 1693. 1693 y'all. And we open up on the small town of Salem, Massachusetts. And we meet a young Thackeray Banks. And then, no, I do not have a Mike Tyson lisp. (laughs) His name is Thackeray. T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. For years. I thought it was Zachary Banks. For years. I was 29 years old until I thought it was Thackeray. (laughs) I thought that was Zachary Banks. I was 28, but I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Which, also fun fact, that guy is the same guy from NCIS. What? Yeah, the dorky dude from yeah. NCIS that was fat and then lost all the weight. <gasps> Thackeray Banks. <gasps> you can also Google that. That's a fact. Oh, mm-hmm. Side I'm by side. Do all the it's a crazy IMDb. thing. <laughs> so we open, and young Thackeray hears the song of Sarah Sanderson as she lures children to the <laughs> witchy cottage in the middle of the woods to suck the soul and provide youth to all the witches of Salem, being those three. Now. <laughs> He's running, Brief overview of the show. <laughs> he is running through the forest to save his sister Emily from the clutches of Winifred Sanderson and her dupliest sisters. I don't even know what dupliest means. I just made that up. It's a new word. It'll be on Urban Dictionary. Watch. <laughs> and in his efforts to save her, he is thwarted by the sisters. Emily is killed from the soul-sucking potion they give her. Oh, no. And Thackeray is doomed to spend eternity as a black cat. Because that's what they turn him into. Yes. Then. Fast forward. 300 years. Well, they're hung. The townspeople hang them. The the townspeople hang them. They threaten the city. Fast forward three years. 300 years, not three years. Oh, my gosh. I'm tired. (laughs) Please forgive me. I had to deal with a sleepover last Mm -hmm. night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So fast forward 300 years. We meet Max Big. Whatever dude from California who's moved to Salem, whose parents have moved him across the country. Why don't you give me your laid back tie dye California point of view? I just gotta say <laughs> I can quote this movie like a mofo. <laughs> Big time. Um, I can recite he- the entire spell that turns. Thackeray Binks into a black cat for you. <laughs> like, Please don't. I don't want to get sued by Disney. <laughs> I can straight up recite the whole thing for you. I don't want to get sued by Disney. Um, he coming. We're going to get put in Disney jail. He, we talked about that. He is just poo-pooing on Halloween, which me as a tiny little individual when I first saw this movie was like, why are you poo-pooing on Halloween? Mm-hmm. Halloween is like one of the best holidays of the year. Mm-hmm. Don't come for me, Christmas folk. Don't we'll get our time, people. Just wait on it. Just wait on me. it. Just I have sit. had to walk into a Target and already see Christmas business. Just sit idle, Christmas people. It's coming. Sit down. It's coming. <laughs> sit down. Relax. 
It's gonna be Even okay. at the at the friendly dollar stores, there's already aisles of Christmas stuff, and I'm not here for it. Costco's running through it right now too. <laughs> But so we meet Mr. Max Dennison in his like social studies class or some class at his, you know, Salem, Massachusetts high school. I think it's a history class because she's yeah. going over the history of the Sanderson yeah. sisters. Some sort of thing. Yeah. So then he's like, mm, that's a bunch of stupidness. Like Halloween was invented by the candy companies. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, they profit off of it for sure. Yeah. 100%. Now, and then Miss Allison. Allison, Allison, kiss me, I'm Allison. She. <laughs> I love this movie. She turns around and she's like, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, Halloween is actually based on the tradition of All Hallows' Eve, the one night in which the spirits can return from the dead. And she had her Hermione Granger moment. She had her, yeah. She handed him a real big swish and flick and was like, bitch, shut your mouth. And then he was like, well, in case they show up tonight, here's my number. And the funniest thing about that is his phone number begins with 555. Nobody phone number begins with 555. Oh, every movie movie. Every movie phone number will have, and, and this is how you know it's a fake number in a movie. It's because the prefix 555 doesn't exist in the actual like yep, she out there. phone database. That's why it's always like 701-555. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't exist. Ain't a thing. Ain't a thing. That's a Hollywood trickery right there. Hollywood trickery. So, anyway, he goes home. We meet Ice. <laughs> he gets his shoes we stolen. Meet Ice <laughs> We're just going to roll this faster because it's a brief overview. Mm-hmm. All of you should know what this movie is about. He steals his shoes. He steals his shoes, gets home, sister, and then we meet the sass queen that is his sister, Danny. Come on, Danny. <laughs> Mom and Dad said you had to take me trick-or-treating. <laughs> I'm not doing Next year, we go to Peter Pan and Wendy with tights, or it's no deal. That's what it No. So they end up at Allison's house through the whole, he takes her around going trick-or-treating, and he's yes. dressed as a, a, he says, I'm dressed as a rap singer. But he looks like the Unabomber. But a rap singer. <laughs> I love that. There's no such thing as a rap singer. A rap artist. I love that for him. That's a white 1993 boy. 1993 at its finest. That's a white boy. 1993 at its finest. He put on a baseball hat and he was a rap singer. No, he put on a baseball hat and a pair of sunglasses and was like, I'm a rap singer. <laughs> if that's true, I've been rapping for a long time, y'all. For real. If you want a quick costume, boom, done. Killing it. Killing Maybe that's it. what I'll go to Nakoa's party as a rap singer. <laughs> and I'll just put on my leather jacket, a baseball hat, and my sunglasses. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> so they end up there, and it turns out that Allison's mother used to run the museum, which is the old Sanderson house, yep. so dedicated to them. She has keys to get into so that. So she got keys. And Max is like, well, let's go up there and meet the old bra. Because you know what I'm he saying? wants to get in her pants. Yeah. He's trying to find her chamber of secrets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... He out there trying to slay that down. And Danny's like, I don't want to do that. That sounds creepy. I'm not into that. So (laughs) they get there and they're searching around. It's kind of creepy. There's a black cat in the window. Spoiler alert. Thackeray. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) And then what should happen? He should happen upon a Zippo that's still at the checkout. That's got some dust on it and some cobwebs. But guess what? She still work. Okay, and then that virgin lights the black flame candle, and then we get started. Oof. And then the sisters appear, come in, do all this crazy madness. Mm-hmm. 
Because, again, if you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing with your life? Tell me, darling, what is the year? <laughs> what a glorious morning. <laughs> Makes, Makes me sick. It's <laughs> one of my favorite lines from the beginning of the movie. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they come in, and Danny is all, "'Twas I, sisters, I'm the one who brought you back." And they're like, "Ooh, what a clever little white witch." And then, so they're like, "Oh, you know, what year is it? 1993. Oh, we've been gone 300 years. Who lit the candle? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, it's the little virgin. We have to be on X game mode if we want to get this done because we only got 24 <laughs> hours, y'all. So they go into X game mode. They go into X game mode, and then they take the book. A book. <laughs> they take her because she's bound to human skin, and she has all the evil spells and I potions. I think the book is him because she refers to him. I know, but I'm also a homosexual, so I refer to everything as a her. Okay. <laughs> and if we're going to have a Hocus Pocus too, if they don't refer to the girl as her, you know, the book as her, they're not culturally respecting, so. It could be they, them. We shouldn't assign pronouns. That's true. <laughs> it's a book. It's a book. It's a book. <laughs> I mean, it does have an eye that opens by itself, so. It's a lie. Like, that book is a lie. Allegedly, it has a soul, but whatever. <laughs> Allegedly. So the idea is the sisters need to brew this potion and suck the lives out of all the children or they're going to die. So they hatch a plan, right? And they're like, first we must find the book, brew the potion, and then suck the lives out of all the children and say them before sunrise. Otherwise, it's curtains. We evaporate. We cease to exist. Dost thou comprehend? Okay? And they don't. This is the best description I've ever gotten of this movie ever. I, I told you. When you were like, should we watch it? I was like, I don't have to. <laughs> You catch yourself up and we'll do this thing. Like, I don't need it. Which I should remind you that this was also directed by Kenny Ortega. I, that was my, that was, I, I literally have a note that says, Kenny Ortega! Our high school musical god. Thank you for bringing this into our lives much earlier. He's done a lot of things. Yeah, he does. He works magic is what he does. Truly. Truly. Um, so then begins our journey. Uh, they go to a cemetery and they meet Billy. Winifred's ex-lover, who uh, cheated on her with his sister Sarah, and they and, bring him back. Um, Billy is how I look every single morning when I wake up. Yeah, same. <laughs> I relate to Billy hardcore. No, no, no lie. They call that deadhead. Yeah. <laughs> Our human garbage. Human garbage. Look at it, bedhead, deadhead. Dead. Don't skate by it. Don't skate by it. Skating by it. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge it, accept it, make it happen. Um... So yeah, we go through all these trials and tribulations. We find out that Thackeray is like a mortal and he can't die because of the spell that he put on him because he got hit by a bus. And smooshed. Speed bump. Honk honk. Okay. <laughs> and so then they hatch these little plans, you know, to try to defeat the sisters. And what are we going to do? They, they basically figure out that the Black Flame Candle has only brought them back for this one Hollows Eve night. Yes. And if they figure out how to make sure that they don't go through with their plan... Mm-hmm. That candle is null and void. Yeah, after the black that. flame candle's magic is almost spent, and dawn approaches. Come, sisters, yep. we fly. Okay, they they are on a mission. They got like twelve hours to suck the lives out of all the children. <laughs> That's a tall order for twelve hours. All what up for twelve? I mean, I can barely shower in twelve hours sometimes. So I yeah, shower, eat, and, and do all. Yeah, they had to pound the pavement, man. Yeah, gotta go door knock and find all those children. It's weird. Anywho. So then we, um, the the sisters, the funny thing is these sisters adapting to the modern era of the time because it was 1693 
Yes. When they were sent to hell, because that's where witches go. Yes. And then... Sure, we'll say that. <laughs> she says it in the movie. Well, I think they got, they got stuck in purgatory because they were able to come back. It's... Mm. Winifred says it. Winifred she says, says you can go to hell. hell and she was like, I've been purgatory. there. Thank you. I found it quite lovely. Let's, let's not detain that. And then they come back and all these children are around and they're like, I smell children. Mm-hmm. But they're but, dressed as monsters, so they haven't seen modern Halloween yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. And then... All they, Hallow's Eve has become a night of frolic where children dressed in costumes and run amok. <laughs> A muck, a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. Focus. I'm focused. I'm in it. Let's continue this. I'm so good. So <laughs> you're all of you. So then we start leading in the and the kids lure the witches into the high school. And Mary's like, ooh, I smell children. And they're like, what is this place? And whatever, it's like, it's a prison for children, which, relatable. I have never heard a line in a movie and not been like, Uh accurate. Got it. Accurate. Understood. Uh, Yeah, that's how I feel about my life. I believe it was John F. Kennedy High School was where they attended. If I had to read the building correctly. They usually use president's names as... High school names in movies because presidents' names are mm-hmm. usually or on TV shows too. Yeah, you know, because presidents' names are usually uh, public. Yeah, domain. come on, William McKinley High School. <laughs> Shout out to Glee, John Adams Middle School, Boy Meets World. True. See, get in there. Public domain. Public domain. Come on, presidents. Ooh, maybe Hocus Pocus two will take place in Donald Trump High School. <laughs> No, 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 no. Or Michelle Obama Middle School. <laughs> Whatever it is. We all know she ran the country. <laughs> we all know she was pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Let's get real. Michelle Obama's a goddess. Any hooser. So they lure them in, and then what happens when they get to the high school? You know. They lure them into the 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 kiln. Oh, oh, yeah, they, they burn, burn them. The pottery kiln. The, the they pottery burn kiln. Burn them alive, which you think would be kind of morbid, but you don't see it. You just let it go. And all this green smoke kind of starts coming out of the Your brain chimney. as a child is just like, mm, no, okay. Which at the same time, I was like, that high school has a very pronounced chimney. Like, I've never seen a high school where it's obviously like, that's the chimney. Like, oh, yeah. that's where Santa would enter from. You know what I'm talking about? Like, usually all that shit is like hidden on the roof and you're just like, or, ooh, cool. Or it's like, as probably as tall as our mics. Yeah, and you and there's multiple, mm-hmm. multiple chimneys. Hundred percent. But this place was like, look at the chimney. <laughs> I mean, it is Salem, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess we gotta let it go. Oh, and all of that happens after the huge number at the town hall Halloween party. Oh yeah. I put a spell on you. And then, of course, we have to listen to Sarah sing her like little children luring song. Yes. Yes. So right after they get out, they're like, ooh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, we're going to make this potion from memory, right? So then they're sitting at the house, and they're trying to make the potion from memory, and they can't. They can't remember. She's heartbroken. And she says, Mary, take me to the window. I wish to say goodbye. Bye-bye, cruel world. Bye-bye, life. Bye-bye. 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 And then they've opened the book and it emits this light that I don't understand why they can't see it. 
they literally open the spell book and this whole like tornado of amber light like shoots out of it. And it's like, you don't think that's setting up a signal, Max and Allison? Like what is wrong with you? This is a common theme though that I've seen in like movies in the like the eighties and nineties, like especially anything with the supernatural. Like somebody be like, Oh, we shouldn't open this. We love an Let's oblivious sister. It. We love an oblivious sister. And then it shoots out like a neon like laser light that you think people would be like, yeah, no, no, no. So they fly and they break in and they steal Danny because they're going to use Danny as the first child because that oh, little trollop called her ugly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she is a sass queen in this movie. You're the most hideous thing that ever lived. You sold your soul and you know it. You know it. And then she says, You will die first. Like Lord Voldemort style. <laughs> Like, you're going first, Harry That's Potter. That's where Lord Voldemort got that. Mm-hmm. He got that from Winifred. Danny became the Harry Potter of this story, and Winifred was the Voldemort, <laughs> and she was going to kill that motherfucker the second she got the chance. She was like, you are not going to be living no much longer. You understand me? Miss Danny Dennison? Okay? Miss D.D.? You're going to be D.D. dead real quick. Let's continue. <laughs> so then they pull some daylight savings time stuff with the car going to rescue Danny. And then we get to the the conclusion of the thing. They get to the cemetery where a circle of salt is protecting young Danny in Billy's grave. Spoiler alert, we find out Danny is a good zombie. And he wants nothing more than to see Winifred. Me, Billy is a good zombie. Perish. He is a good zombie. He nice. He said Danny was a good zombie. Oh, Billy. Yes, Billy was a zombie. I mean, Danny could probably be a good zombie too. I don't doubt it. But she ain't reached that level yet. And then they have the final battle with the sisters. Mary's flying around in a vacuum. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. It's <laughs> my favorite moment. And I remember as a kid trying so hard to fly on a vacuum. Oh my God. I had like one of those toy vacuums that had like all the little styrofoam things in them. Yes, and you would, would just come ride up. it across. I would run through the freaking living room and just like throw that thing between my legs and just like run around. And my mom was like, What are you doing? And I was like, I'm Mary. I'm flying on my broom. <laughs> And, you know, I think that was the day my mom was like, ooh, you're a homosexual. Cool. Ooh, Mama Shapoo, can we confirm? Can we confirm? At what point? At what point? <laughs> At what point was it like, ooh, ding dong, that's a homo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, yeah, in the end, spoiler alert, the Sanderson sisters turn to dust. The sun comes up. They all explode. In the, and it's pretty dust. It's glitter. It is glitter, the but all I can remember world. thinking about being like, oh, that's going to be a bitch to clean up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, ooh, the snow going to be real sparkly this winter. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, um, and then since the Sanderson sisters die, Thackeray's soul is freed from his black cat coffin. And then he finally gets to die and be with his sister. And the soul is free. He reunites with Emily and they walk off into the sun together with Max and Allison and Danny crying and waving goodbye. Like every 90s movie with a happy ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's, you know... Oh, and I should mention that Ice and Ernie get locked in bird cages and they're stuck in the Sanderson house. So if we don't see their skeletons hanging from their house in Hocus Pocus 2, I'll be real sad. Because no one found them. Nobody found them. <laughs> I guarantee nobody found them. I better see some friggin'. You better see those Nike Airwalks. Yeah. Well, no, Max took those. That's true. Max got those back and he said tubular and then he left. And he was all like, 
left them there. Left them there. Did like freeze them? Just been like. No, he took his shoes and left them in these bird cages hanging from the ceiling. Thanks for the shoes. Deuce. Yeah. And the last scene of the movie is those two singing "Row, row, row your boat and around," and then the the eye of the book flutters open. And now, what if they turn out to be the new like Mm-mm, the original cast coming back? Okay. They couldn't do this movie without Bette Midler. Oh, 100%. If those three ladies were not coming back, I wouldn't accept it into my life. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's just a cash grab at that point. Like, I mean, okay, Disney has done a lot of things that have been obviously cash grabs lately. Um, Offense, Disney. Please. Listen, Disney Plus. I'm just saying. Oh, we have already put our money down for the year. She's going to be good, but I'm like, Disney Plus, you better be worth the fuss. You know what I'm saying? Okay? I mean, it's a good deal. Uh, 70 bucks for the whole year? She is intrigued. Abby and I have already spent the coin. Now, we're not going to publicize Disney Plus because they're not paying us for no sponsorship. But if they want to pay us... Hit us up. Hit us up. We'll talk about it. Alex and I are most excited about um, High School Musical, the musical, the musical series. I... I haven't watched the trailer for it yet. Here's the thing. The I'm concept not, is weird. I'm not a huge High School Musical fan. I know you're not, but here's the concept of the show. Real quick before we jump into the rest of this podcast, because I want the listeners to know. So East High is an actual high school in this show. And there's an artistic director there who's like the Miss Darbus of the real East High. And she finds out that East High the school in which High School Musical was shot has never put on a production of High School Musical. So it's all about the theater kids from the real East High putting on a production of High School Musical, the musical that was shot in their high school. This is theater inception. It's crazy. This is theater inception. And it's already been renewed for a second season and nobody has seen the pilot episode yet. That's facts. Again, you can Google that. I saw it on Facebook the other day and I'm like, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't trust Facebook news as far as I can It came from Disney. Oh. Like, it's real. They've already renewed that show for a second season and no one has seen it yet. That's real confidence. That's That's confidence. That is BGE from Disney if I have ever seen it. I just hope they don't pull like a Will and Grace because Will and Grace did their revival and they renewed them for two seasons off the bat before the first season ever came back. Yeah. And now it's their final season. Yeah. You know? But yeah, this is all fan reaction. And like pre-sales probably for Disney Plus were like lit and they could, they just went in for it. Disney Plus is $6.99 a month if you're going to pay for it for the month. Or... $70 $70 a year. Yeah. This is turning into a Disney Plus ad. <laughs> yeah, it's real good, though. I mean, every Disney movie, ever. Every Marvel movie, ever. Every Disney Channel original movie, ever. Every Disney original TV show, ever. Ever. Uh, I'm pretty sure Freeform is going to be in there, too, because mm-hmm. Disney owns Freeform. Yes, National Geographic up in there, trying to get your education on. Every uh, Star Wars movie. I mean, it's a big freaking deal. I can binge watch Lizzie McGuire. Are you dumb? A year, people. A year. Yeah. Craziness. Absolute craziness. Disney thought about it. They're like, "Hmm, yeah, let's make it cheap. Let's make it $70 Mm -hmm. a year. There's even talk of them doing a bundle. And I've heard rumor, and this is big rumor, like this has not been confirmed by anyone in a good source. I've heard good rumor that they're going to actually try to pair up with Apple. 
So we're going to get an Apple TV Plus, Spotify. No, not Apple TV Plus, iTunes, like the Apple Music. The Apple Music. Like all the Apple stuff, Apple News, everything, wrapped up with Disney Plus and Hulu. Like they're all trying to come together and they're trying to be like, hey, Netflix, well, suck it. It's, got, it's gotten to the point, though, like with subscription services, like... You have to be competitive. You either have to be competitive, but it's getting almost to the point now where people are like, oh, I can just pay for this. I can just pay for this, where they're almost paying the same much as they would with cable. That's the thing. Now with my internet price, because I just upped my internet, I'm paying more for internet and Hulu Live than I was with all the bundled stuff with with Spectrum. Exactly. So people are just kind of looking at it like, this isn't cheaper for me. No, it's not. Because, like, people... You know, corporations are pulling their stuff off of Netflix. They're pulling it off of Hulu. They're like, no, we're just going to have our own streaming. I'm about to lose friends on Netflix. How the hell am I going to go to sleep at night? I'm about to lose the office. It's about to be a, well, you have one more year with that. I know. I have one more year with the office. And I'm upset about it. It's coming in hot. But, all right. Anyway, fix that. Fix it. Back on topic. Back on topic. What was your favorite song from the movie you got three to choose from? I put a spell on you. Duh. Duh. If it's not, you're wrong. <laughs> it's not. Okay. All right. Favorite character. Winifred. Mine's Danny. Oh, my God. I want to be her so her. bad. I have had a dream of being the Sanderson sisters with two other people for Halloween for how did, years. How did that not happen? And it's never worked out. It's never worked out. You just need to, if this, here's the thing with, with multiple costumes. Like, I want to do this really bad. Like, I would love to be able to do a group costume, but it's getting people to commit to the group costume. Here's the thing. I think you, me, and Abby. Oh, my gosh. We would be great. We need to pull this off. Abby is Mary. You're Sarah. I'm Winifred. Alex can be... Billy. Billy. Oh, my God. I would love to do some zombie makeup Alex can be Billy. Yes. We'll do it. We'll do a, a best friend for some... Group costume next year if he doesn't move and leave us. And even if he does, we can say, fuck Billy. <laughs> and the three of us will do it. If he wants to leave us, that's his loss. That's his loss. We'll do it. Oh, so, I mean, you answered the next question. Who would you want to play in the stage production? Oh, I want a gender Ben Winter from Sanderson so bad. Oh, 100%. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip some things. So, we're going to do the community theater cast. Aki ducky. First, and then we'll give our current calls. Me. Because we know our current calls are going to be a five. Let's just... Now let's not just make assumptions, (laughs) Rachel. You You said said this movie movie was your favorite movie of all time. You don't know how my brain has processed all... Yeah, it's probably going to be a five. I'm just going (laughs) to... Love it. Okay, community theater cast. Now... I wrote mine down because I like to take notes. I'm doing this on the fly because your homeboy is unprepared. Your homeboy is unprepared. Because he is still in a show and then he's in another show. Okay. So he's doing this on the fly. Okay, Winifred. Obviously, it's going to be Travis. Okay, but okay. So let's say Winifred gender bent me. Let's say Winifred cast as a female as it should be. Kind of a Jennifer Anderson. I would cast her as Mary before I cast her as Winifred. She's got more of a Mary mentality to me. Not just, I feel like she'd have more fun with that. Maybe. Like, you know how grandma, like, I feel like Mary is grandma in the Adams family, like years in the future. Like, bitch lost her vacuum. She got crotchety. She found another creepy family to deal with. And that's where she'd be now. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who else I would cast as Winifred. Winifred? 
I f- like if Laura Oldham was still here, oh, she'd be fabulous. Okay, I. I'm sorry, Laura. Um, I know Sharon you Hartley, also another great Winifred option. She would be another great. Yes, one. ma'am. Um, I would also serve you and Amy Borish for a Winifred. Um, I could. Only... I have to say, I have to say, Laura, though, because she would be <laughs> just the embodiment. We miss you so much. I know the the, uh, the natural embodiment of it. Now, Mary, obviously, I would go with a Jen Anderson. I would also see a Brie Karen. Hilarious. Do you, want to, do you want to know what I put for this? Please thank you. For Mary. Um, if, if, we're, if we're going, you know, straight casting as a female, I could see Rachel Martin playing Mary. <gasps> yes, queen. <laughs> she would be so funny. Uh, but if we were going to gender bend Mary, Shane Karen. Oh, if we had three male witches? <laughs> Sick. Me, Shane, and Nick. Oh. Nick could be Sarah with the big boobies. Oh, my God. Everything. Uh, Everything. I love it so much. Sarah, Sarah would have to be like a like a Delaney or like a or like a Sylvia or like you know. I think Delaney would be a good Sarah. somebody a little bit younger that we could like throw a nice blonde wig on. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that either of you are airheads, but mm-hmm. I think you could play the airhead real well. And I think you could do well as Sarah too. I love playing dumb characters. I, I love it. I love when a beautiful woman of color throws on a platinum wig. I love that. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. This is natural and you should think so too. So I'm into that. So Thackeray. Ooh, okay, so here's the thing about that. How do you do that? With the stage product, do you put like a cat puppet on somebody's hand? And no, like a you guy put that in person black? in cat makeup for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, to be like a big cat. Like a big cat. It's theater. Suspend disbelief. Thackeray, I would give that to like a Nolan or like a Noah or like an Alex. I said Nick Corey or Alex. Yeah, Nick Corey would be another good option too. He has to be a little bit sassy not saying that nolan and uh, noah aren't sassy but yeah if i got down to like max i would give that to like jacob Jaden. i said ryan stout ryan stout would be great <laughs> and here's the thing this would literally be like a stage play yeah with some with musical uh, with some interlude musical elements one huge number I okay. Who would your Allison be? Ooh. I had Sylvia. Sylvia's Allison. I could see that for sure. Because she's a little snipey. Yep. <laughs> and I know that. No mm-hmm. offense, Sylvia. I love you. Oh, you know who would be a fabulous Winifred? Lizzie Ormeyer. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're sorry, Lizzie. I'm so sorry. It just dawned so on me, and I'm like, so no, that bitch would kill that role. Let's get real. She'd be a fabulous Mary, too. She would. I mean, you could place that girl in either of those roles, and she would nail it. I'm so sorry. She has been abroad, so I have not I know. I've been keeping up with her on the Snapchat, though. She's doing real good. Miss her. Um, Yeah. Allison. That's tough. I mean, you know, you have your obvious Sylvia's of the world. You really, really do. Um... Yeah, I that one's hard. I because she kind of has to be. She's got to be a little younger. She's got to be, you know. She's got to be sassy though. She's got to be a little younger or look a little younger, but still has an is still like jaded. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Molly would be good. Molly would be good. Molly would be decent in that for sure. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, who would be your Danny then? Ooh, my little Dan Dan. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. 
She's got to be a few years older. Yes. A few years older. This would have to be like five years from now. Well, obviously. For that to work for me. But I could see it happening in the near future. Do you know what I mean, though? If I had to go with somebody right now, I would maybe... I would give you like an Autumn Paulus. Oh, I I don't know. I always thought she might be a good Allison though, because she's getting into, she's, she's like, getting she's taller. By the time we get around to it, if we had to do it like today, if you had to do it today, like right now, I would maybe give you that. Um, Abby Pratt. Abby Pratt would be good. Would be real good. Depending on who you get for Max, there could be a good like sibling dynamic there for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's some good. I don't know enough kids. I haven't worked with enough of the kids. I know. I'm just thinking about like the Brainerd kids or like the Pequot kids that I've worked with before. Molly from Pequot could be good at it. The thing about it is, again, it's like a stage play. The only three people that literally have to sing are the their ladies. Uh, yeah. The three ladies. Everybody else just has to act, unless they are doing like a musical parody thing, like. In LA, that's like a four-show run, but they're doing Hocus Pocus, a musical parody. Oh, like they did with the opera. Yeah. So, but you know when they do those, they basically just like take songs from like current day and like integrate them into the musical. A little bit. Kind of like, kind of like what I mean, Moulin Rouge has done with some stuff. Yeah. Sort of deal. I, I get what you mean. But yeah, that's kind of. I'd be interested to see how that turns out. Yeah, for sure. So, now we turn it on you. Who would be your community theater cast? Me? No, no, no. no, no. Just in general. Oh, I was like, I thought we just I, talked I'm about that. I'm talking to the listeners. <laughs> I'm looking at you because you're in front of me. I'm talking to the listeners. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're a little selfish. Sorry. <laughs> a little selfish about that. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so who do you guys think would be great in a community theater production of Hocus Pocus if we ever staged one? Give us your thoughts. Let your mind wander. Cast who you want, male, female, or otherwise. We don't care. Go for it. Who doesn't love to gender bent? I love a gender bent role. I got to play a gender bent role this year. Yeah, you did. Fantastic. I mean, people. Side note: I hated that. People are like, "That's supposed to be a boy," and I'm like, "You know, it's a crab, right?" I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not a human. Same thing happened with Ursula. When I was considering a male for Ursula, people were like, that's supposed to be played by a woman. I'm like, you realize that's an octopus, right? It's an octopus. You ever look at an octopus and know it's a male or a female? No. I've seen quite a few different productions where Ursula has ended up being played by a boy. Mm-hmm. And they were real good. Now Lizzie came along and blew me out of the water, and I was like, okay, girl. Cool. But had she not shown up, it would have been a boy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Alright, and we don't have anything for Producer's Corner, unfortunately. No, no, no reviews? No, no, no reviews. Nothing? Which, 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 which means, uh, at least when I checked, I couldn't get into the Apple Podcast app mm. again. I'm in here. Let me just take a little ganders. Take a quick peek. Let me just take a quick peek for y'all. Uh, no, June 16th. Looks like that was the, la- the most and there wasn't anything on the website. And recent one. On social media. You guys, come on, y'all. Remember to rate, like, and subscribe, and just leave us a comment so I have something to do in Producer's Corner because I love to comment on your comments. Uh, but, and, and then to do that, uh, we have our website, I can't, I have rehearsalpodcast.com, and then links to all of the social media and all the good fun stuff will be in the show notes below because they're below yeah. everywhere. And go buy our merch. Yes, yes, the store is up. It's active. We 
are going to be overhauling the store soon. I have some stuff in the works that I've been tinkering around with. Ooh, I didn't know about any of this. Fun. <laughs> I love a good. I, I love to surprise. Well, I'm not ordering anything then. I was gonna put an order in, but I'm not ordering anything until we get overhauled. I will. I just. I will. I mean, like holiday season. Like holiday season. Ooh, child, child. I, 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 I have succumbed. To the holiday season. <laughs> I live with, with the human who loves oh, Christmas. I can't much wait as to deck my balls. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find that at I can't have slash merch. There's a link for the merch store right in the show. So get your get get your classic merch now before the overhaul happens. Yes. I mean classic merch will always still be available, but I'm going to there's going to be some limit on some items. As far as what's going to be classic merch, so if you are a fan of crop hoodies, get them now. Get them now, yeah. Get them Season's over, y'all. The season for crops is over. She over. She over. Speaking of merch, I think we would be remiss if we did not mention a nice little shout out to our friend, Nicholas Corey. Oh, yeah. His podcast, Mythos Busters, is going to be launching their Merch stores. There? It's live. Is it live. I ordered my hoodie today. Yep. So if you guys go to mythosmerch.com, you can buy all of the Mythos Busters merchandise that Mr. Corey has put together. Should we give Mythos Busters a little shout out too? Yeah, that's what we're doing, man. Mythos Busters. I unfortunately don't listen to that podcast. I'm sorry. Nick. I need to start. Um, I need to start. I really do. But I wanted to support in solidarity with a fellow podcaster who's out there just trying to do it. I'm looking on their site right now. They have coffee mugs. They have T-shirts. They have sweatshirts. I saw different baseball caps. They have two different sweatshirts: one with a front logo, one without. Um, they have three-quarter sleeves. They have beanies. Uh, they have stickers for your laptop. They have tote bags. They have a backpack. They have polos in white and black. Uh, both for female and male fit. They have T-shirts for female fit. They have a fishing hat, which are, are an expedition hat. Um, posters, framed posters, and throw pillows. So uh, get out to mythosmerch.com and get yourself some of that if you are a fan of Nick Corey's work and support him as well because we love him. Yeah, and I mean, the podcast is the, it was Nick, Sean, Ian, and Scott. Um, as they discussed, the Fantasy Flights Arkham Horror Living Card Game. So if you are a fan of... Hard game, just, just tabletop, tabletop games, games in general. I would definitely mm-hmm. give it a listen. I have not. I'm. I don't play a lot of tabletop games because yeah. I don't have a lot of time. For you have not heard somebody talk more passionately yes. about a tabletop game and like the intricacies behind designing one and the concept of like beginning to end of actually like bringing one to reality. So it's, so it's tangible and in front of you, you. Yeah. than when you when speak you to Nick Corey about the process yeah. of doing that. So shout out to Mythos Busters. He is which is actually right. kind of like perfect timing for our Halloween podcast. Yeah, exactly. So get out there and check them out because they are good friends and we want to support them as they support us in all of our endeavors. Yes, and we'll have to have Nick back on the podcast because we love a good Well, maybe he'll be in something soon that we can bring him back on for. I mean, we could have him on just to talk about how he's a jack of all trades part dude. Yeah, we could. We could just have him to come on and talk about Mythos Busters. And yeah, or I mean, podcast I'm always up, up for a cross podcast. That'd be awesome. Like a little cross 
like, like we, we do an episode, episode here and we'll be on an episode of therapy. Yeah, yes. Mike is still trying to get us to be on, <laughs> on a sports, sports podcast. And I'm like, if you find a way to integrate those two things, I'll entertain the idea of doing it. A hundred percent. Because I love me some Walter with the big stones. Okay. So if I can spend some time with him on a podcast. I'm so fine with it. And Kay Paulus <laughs> listens to this, his wife, and she's probably dying at the fact that I just called him Walter with the Big Stones. Um, that's a term of affection that came from a few good men. Um, but come on, Doc. You got this. Okay. And if you want to catch us in All My Sons this December. I was like, plug all the things, yeah. Travis. Plug all the things. So... By the time this comes out, well, this comes out at 9 a.m. If you're listening to this at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, you still have a chance to come see the musical comedy murders of 1940. The show's at 2 p.m. today. If you (laughs) are last minute one to come see a show. Who doesn't love a last minute moment? We love a last minute moment. Otherwise, both Alex and myself have been cast alongside some other wonderful people. Um, We have Miss Abby Kielbach, who's doing her first drama at BCT. I'm so glad I encouraged her to audition. I'm happy that she got a role in that. Well, both of us said we're like, just do it. Kevin Yeager is going to be in there. We have Mike Paulus, Michael Sander, Rebecca Timmons, Carla Johnson. Um, Am I forgetting anybody? I think you have everybody. Oh, and there's a young man named Rowan King who's playing a small role of Bert who's in Act One and he's super adorable. Is he? Yeah, he's really cute and he actually like, when he we did the read through he was super talented. Like, he had a good like cadence to like his character. No, he's a child. Yeah. Like a a small human. Like 11. Small human. 11 11 years old probably. At the max. Is what I would say. I'm excited. But yeah, that goes up. It's a very dramatic show. It's very sad. Um, <laughs> it's very sad. It's got a lot of anger. It's got a lot of emotion. It's got. It deals with some tough issues. Um, but it'll be you know great show for around the holiday season. Um, but come and enjoy all my sons at Brainerd Community Theater in the Chalberg Theater. Uh, tickets available at clcperformingarts.com. That is the first weekend in December and the second weekend in December. Yeah. Six performances to get your hands on. Do we plug all the things? Um, you can follow me at Travis Chapu on everything, <laughs> including TikTok, because I'm 30 and it's inappropriate for me to be on there, but I'm doing it anyway. You're 30. Live your life. Um, and if you want to follow Rachel, it's at cardiomyopathy. <laughs> uh, it's on the website. All the all the all the social links is gonna be in the about us section. Mm-hmm. Of I can't I have a Russell podcast.com. Come check I it just out. Like to say that. So check us out. Yeah. So until next time, you guys. Goodbye. Sick. Oh, I put a spit on you. Oh, please stop. We're gonna get sick. Now you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I have rehearsal. A podcast for the creative visionary. Born from the imagination of Travis Shapu. Edited and produced by Rachel Klein. Brought to you in part by Squarespace. And scene.